Hey everyone, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind you that we have an amazing free guide over on our website. It's five ways you can start getting your shit together right now and start living your best life. Doesn't that sound awesome? We put a lot of work into this for you, so we want you to go do it and then give us some feedback and tell us what we can do better and how we can serve you better. So text the word TAGIST, T-A-G-Y-S-T, to the number 484848 on your phone and you will be prompted to download that free guide. So one more time, it's TAGIST, T-A-G-Y-S-T, to the number 484848. We take all the hard work out of it for you. It goes right to your phone. If you're driving, make sure you be safe. That is my caveat. But without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together I am one of your hosts, Jenna, and I am flying solo today, so I just have a short, fun little episode for you. Hopefully, you'll be able to finish it, you know, the entire way to work if you're listening while you are on your morning commute. I wanted to talk a little bit today about the book by Stephen Covey called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And many of you maybe have read it and some people maybe haven't, but I'm just going to do a quick down and dirty overview of The Seven Habits. And he has a lot of really good insights throughout the book. And this is just a quick little snippet of all the good stuff that's in it. So for those of you who have read the book, you do know that it's got a ton of great content and information. And if you want to dive deeper, We'll put it in the show notes where you can get it over on Amazon. The first one is to be proactive. We spend way too much time worrying about the things that we don't have any control over, stuff that we can absolutely do nothing about. And it takes up a lot of our brain space. We have a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety. And instead, what we really need to be doing is focusing on the things that we can control and the things that we can change. And we need to do that proactively before we're forced to do something about it. So in the book, he has a drawing of a circle. And it's a circle within a circle, so it kind of looks like a bullseye. The inner circle is the circle of influence, and the outer circle is the circle of concern. The inner circle, the circle of influence, is what we can control, the things that we can directly make an impact on if we do something about them. The outside circle is the circle of concern. So that's all the stuff that we worry about, that we stress about, that matter to us. But we, no matter what we do, we really can't make a big impact on it. So, you know, for example, your job, you know, maybe the, maybe you can't really do much about your boss, but maybe what you can do instead in the circle of influence is how you show up every day and how you influence your peers and how you make other people's jobs easier. So that's just a quick example. Another example is like politics. That's like the circle of concern because we can't really do much about what's going on in the world. But what we can do in the circle of influence is find ways that maybe we can contribute in our community on a smaller level in order to make an impact that is something that we can directly control so that's what this that's what habit number one is is being proactive habit number two is begin with the end in mind so if we start 
thinking about the end first and work our way backwards, we can kind of have a path to get there. Or another way, thing that we talk about on this podcast is manifestation. Envisioning the future. What does that look like? Use your imagination and some logic. Like, what do you really want it to look like? This is where dream boards come in. You know, what do you value? Write your mission down. Like, what, what do you want the future to look like? And then really meditate on that and really bring that into focus. Because a lot of times when we imagine ourselves at the finish line or imagine ourselves accomplishing that big goal, we can actually do it easier because we've sat in the emotion of what it's going to feel like to be there. And we've kind of laid that path for us, even though we don't know the steps on how to get there. We've made that at least vision of what that's going to be like once we accomplish that feat. Athletes do this a lot like Michael Phelps, how it's going to feel when he wins that gold medal. Are the people in the crowd going to be cheering? Are they going to be excited? All these amazing feelings when they put that gold medal around his neck and he's standing on the podium with the American flag draped over his body while he sings the national anthem. And I imagine he probably thought about that quite a bit when he was prepping and getting himself hyped up and in all of that grueling practice and the years in the making of being a star athlete. So begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first things first. And this is a big one. List down everything that you want to do in your day, and you'll see that they fall into a certain amount of categories. So my Minnesota accent came out there. They fall into four categories. Number one is important and urgent. The second is important and not urgent. The third is not important and urgent. And the fourth is not important and not urgent. What they do in the book is they have a square, kind of like four square. The top left box is urgent, and on the left, it's important. So that's number one. The box to the right of it is not urgent and important. So that's number two. And then if you go back over to the left, not important but urgent is number three. And then over to the right, not urgent and not important. That's number four. So I'll put a visual in the show notes so you guys can see what I'm talking about because I imagine some of you who are driving are like, what the hell are you talking about? Basically, what I'm getting at is when you list all the things that you need to do in your day, week, or month, and you put them into these categories, the important and urgent is the stuff that you do. That's the number one stuff. That's the frog, right? The important and not urgent stuff is the stuff that you plan. Do the stuff that's urgent and important. And then you're going to plan the stuff that's important and not urgent. And then the stuff that's not important and urgent, you're going to delegate. And the stuff that's not important and not urgent, you're going to eliminate. That's a quick and dirty way to kind of get through your to-do list. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had days where I walk into my office, get really ambitious, and I think I'm just going to accomplish all kinds of shit. And then I end up seeing this to-do list I feel like if you would put these things into these categories, you're going to know, okay, if I at least accomplish the two things that are important and urgent today, I will have one. And then the other stuff that is important and not urgent, we can plan for another day. And then delegating, that's an important thing. We talk about that on this podcast. Don't try to do it all. And then just get rid of the crap. Eliminate completely the stuff that's not important and not urgent. So really honing in on those time management skills. So number four is think win-win. Life isn't a zero-sum game. And when we make it a habit to see how others 
also benefit from our actions and our decisions, we're better off for that. The world is too connected for us to think win-lose. One of the things that I really want to highlight with this one, with win-win, is self-care. Anytime that we take time for ourselves and end up feeling guilty, we are in a win-lose position. I win, they lose. I take time for myself, my family loses because they're missing out on me helping with bath time with the kids or my husband's missing out on time with me or whatever it is, fill in the blank. So a lot of times with self-care, that's the frame of mind we're in is win-lose. And instead, the way that I really want you to think about this is when you take the time to do something for yourself, and it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's helping you grow or fill your cup, when you take that time, you win, and then guess what? They get a more full version of you. A version of you that is less stressed out, is more excited to be there, is more present, isn't wishing that they were doing something else. So self-care is a win-win. And the reason I bring up self-care is because that's the one thing that it seems like we have the most trouble with these days is to find we're so busy. We try to be everything to everybody all the time. And it's so hard to like shut off and just do something for ourselves for a change. I really, I know we harp on this on the podcast, but it's so important for you to really take this seriously because you'll get to a point where if you have not taken care of yourself and you haven't given yourself the time to really recharge, you will end up snapping at the kids. You'll end up snapping at your husband. You'll, I mean, hopefully you don't do this to your boss, but you know, you might show up in a shitty way in a meeting and just be a total a-hole and then they're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Recharge your batteries. It's a win-win. The other win-win that I want to talk about is community over competition. When you see somebody out there in the world doing the things that they love to do and they're successful, that doesn't mean that you get less. It just means that they're out there chasing their dream and you should be too. It's a win-win when people around you are successful and when you cheer them on. It is not a win-lose just because they're winning and you're not. You're maybe not at the level that you want to be. Maybe you're not as far as you thought you would be and then you get into that whole comparison game, Marie. Forleo calls that drink and compare schlager. We don't really want to go there. It's a win-win when you see others succeed and you cheer them on and you get out of that scarcity mindset that there's not enough for everybody. So there's just a couple examples of thinking win-win. So number five is seek first to understand and then to be understood. And we've talked a lot about this on the podcast too, but it's worth saying again Even when you're arguing with your spouse or your children or maybe you get into a disagreement with somebody at work, it's good form to listen to understand and listen to their argument and hear them out and then try to express your side. The reason it's so important is because people just want to be heard and understood and validated. If you listen to understand, they're going to feel like, wow, this person really cares about what I have to say. And it's just going to make the relationship and the conversation and the communication that much more effective. And people can tell when you're when you're sitting there and you're trying to listen to respond, they can tell you're not listening. I don't know if you've ever been into an, an argument with your spouse, but I know I have been and I know when my I know when my husband is listening to understand me and when he's not. Our bullshit meters nowadays are very sensitive. People who feel understood and heard, you also create 
that bond of trust with them. Like they, like you have their back and they'll have yours. So it will just make everything, your relationships and your communication so much more fluid and meaningful and open. You know, like if we feel like somebody isn't going to listen to us to understand us, we're probably not going to open up to them and share and be vulnerable. And so the people who you're closest to will probably you know, you'll probably do this a little bit better with, but it's a really good practice to even bring into the workplace. Seek to understand and then to be understood. Number six is synergize. The basic premise of this is the whole is better or more than the sum of its parts. Teamwork. If you're synergizing with the people around you, your team in your company, your coworkers, even your family, you know, if you're a lady listening to this and you have a husband and children, you're a team. You and your husband especially are a team. One of the quotes that I've heard before, and I think I've said it on the podcast, is if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, team up, go together. It is always easier when you have a community, a team, support, and when you rely upon the imagination and you know energy of other people, it's just going to take you that much further especially, you know, at work, make sure that you are a team player and it's not all about you. It's not about all the glory that you're going to get for the project. When you can really sync up and make sure that your energy is high and you're, you're impacting your team in a positive way, it's just going to build that teamwork and that creativity and those juices are going to get flowing and you're going to create things that are so big and so profound in your life. So synergize, team up. By the way, before I go to the next one, community is a big part of that. So making sure that you have a community that you're in sync with. And we've talked about that on previous podcasts. I won't go into that a lot a lot right now, but um, just something to think about. Number seven, the final one is sharpen the saw. Abraham Lincoln said, give me six hours to chop down the tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. So the axe is your body, your mind, and your soul. Make sure that you're running. If you like to run, you're exercising, you're moving your body, you're studying, you're meditating, and you're filling your soul. And this is basically kind of what this podcast is for, really, is to help you sharpen the saw. We want to constantly grow and develop ourselves so that we can show up every single day being the best version of ourselves possible and continuing to grow and develop is going to help us in every aspect of our life, our families, our marriages, our work, our business, if you're a business owner. I can't tell you as a business owner, personal development, sharpening my saw and investing in myself when it comes to an hour a day or a half hour a day to exercise, to move my body, to get myself in a good emotional state. Because when I'm, when I'm sedentary, I just don't feel as good. You know, that has an impact on how I run my business. I feel more energized. I feel like I can show up better for people. You know, when I consume and learn from the best, the mentors that I have in my life, whether they're in person, you know, somebody that I've hired as a coach that we do Zoom calls with, or if it's the great mentors like Tony Robbins and Andrea Owen and, I mean, there's a whole, Brene Brown, there's an entire list, but when I listen to those people, and I'm using me as an example because, you know, you're only here with me today, so they really fill my cup and they help me and they teach me the lessons and they compress 10, 20, 30, 
40 years of information into a small short amount of time that I can take and apply to my life and get immediate results. It is so important that we continue to pour more into ourselves when it comes to developing and learning new things. If you are the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. You need to continually stay humble and understand that there is always more to learn. I challenge you all to move your body, exercise. I mean, even walking. It sounds so stupid, but it feels so good if you just take a half hour a day and just get your butt up, especially if you sit at a desk all day. Move your body. It's the easiest, fastest way to change your state. So I'm just going to do a really quick recap of the seven habits. Number one is be proactive. Number two is begin with the end in mind. Number three is put first things first. Number four is think win-win. Number five is seek first to understand and then to be understood. Number six is synergize. And number seven is sharpen the saw. So hopefully with these seven things, I know they weren't original to us, but I just thought, you know what, this has made a great impact on my life. And if you haven't read the book, I highly, highly, highly recommend everybody go pick this one up and read it or put it on your audible I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can find it and um, if you if you have read it come over to our VIP Facebook group and share some of the things that have really helped you in your life you know some of these habits may have worked wonders in your life so come share with us and if you haven't yet go download our freebie I think that you're going to really really find value in this little workbook that we put together. So it's five ways you can get your shit together right now and start living your best life. And you can get that really easy. We have taken all the hard work out of it. So just text the word TAGIST, T-A-G-Y-S-T, to the number 484848. And you'll be prompted to put in your email and then you can download that guide. And if you do it, please tag us on Instagram and we'll post you in our stories and give you all of the celebration and credit that you deserve for actually taking the time to do something good for yourself and focus on your values and all of the other things that are in that workbook that are going to help you focus on the steps you can start taking to get your shit together. We'll be back next week with Lindsay and I both with another amazing episode. So take care of yourself, fill your cup, and we will talk to you next time. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagus.com slash kick more ass. Remember your life only gets better when you decide to grow and it's never too late to get your shit together.